break first. We don't have to do a cut there. We can just uh Well uh well welcome to the coffee break. This is the Create Invent podcast and we're uh we're gonna take a coffee break right now. We're gonna take it early because we're doing a live stream. Um in this uh in this segment we'd like to give a shout out to our top five or roughly five top five patrons Carl, Michael Sizer, Raptor, creatively spelled, Stuart Morrow, Brian Moses, and of course Positive Waves. Thank you so much for your support that, that makes it makes us happier to come to do this every every month or so and we uh we really appreciate we it. Support it. We, su- we I just support it. I appreciate it, Jeremy. They would go to patreon.com slash create invent all one word and trudy would appreciate it this is trudy right here you guys can't see her if you're on the radio you know if you guys want to give us a thumbs up or review or wherever you're listening or watching we would always oh jeremy a review i've never told anyone to do that that's smart yeah it it would be good pat are we so we're gonna do an official intro or we uh are we yeah let's do an official intro all right pat please me Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Create Invent live stream podcast extravaganza. I'm Pat Regan. This is my co-host, Jeremy Cook. And we have a third co-host here today is our new friend, little Trudy here. She's a cat. Oh, well, and, that's very nice. Well, well she's uh, we... probably going to bother me the whole time because <laughs> I left the door open. Well, just uh, just for posterity, let's note that it is uh, June 29th, 2023. But, um, you know, since we're, we're getting into things, first of all, I want to hear what you've been up to, Pat, and I think that probably involves a cat. Is that, is it that does. correct? We got a cat, Jeremy. We got a new okay. cat. Her name's Trudy, and she's starting to want to leave, so I'm just going to hold her up to the camera here for a second here. She looks a little grumpy now. Okay. Well, but, uh, looking at her, she's got some stripes on her legs, and I don't know what kind of cat that is. I'm not really a cat. She is. Uh, well, cats are boring. These are all, most cats are domestic short hairs. Okay. And she's a domestic short hair and she is a tabby. I think that brown and gray, I think they say. Yeah, I think but I'm that's not about sure right. about that. Not like the uh, the she, cat we had on last week. The uh, Man, you remember that one? It was a Maine Coon cat that we saw? Oh, the Maine Coon. Heck yeah. Huge that Maine was... Coon. Big, furry, fluffy boy. I, I think Wendell's that was... cat. Yeah, that's right. It was, uh, yeah, I, I I think it was actually a small, uh, small, uh, you know, I think I saw it on Tiger King or something. A fluffy <laughs> bobcat. Yeah. But with a fluffy long bob- tail. Yeah, no, it was a pretty cat. So good for that. Very. So, anyway, anyway, you've got a new, you've got a new cat, so that's good. And, um, cool. Anything else? How'd you get the cat? How's, um, how's he doing? Well, you've met my friend Alex. He's been on the podcast before. Alex right. Corville. Right. He called us up one night at like midnight and said, we're in trouble. We found a cat. And the way the story went, his cat was making a ruckus. And then they went to check on how their cat was doing. And their cat was not making a ruckus. There was a cat outside. Hmm. So they opened the front door and little Trudy here, she just walked right in and laid down in the living room like it was her house. <laughs> she was just happy to be there. You know, they took her to the vet to see if she had a chip. You know, microchip in her neck, and they, you know, they posted on Nextdoor and Facebook and stuff, and nobody's claimed her. She had a collar on. It was like two sizes too small, so she was Aww. she grew a little bit since she had the had an owner. Well, that's interesting. So, so this cat then then became your cat somehow. You just said, I guess you wanted. A yeah. Cat well, and... Alex Alex's dog does not get along with cats. 
so oh, they couldn't okay. keep it. And what about Alex's Alex snake? I don't think Alex's snake minds because it stays in an aquarium and it's got a lid. I don't think it would even know. But okay. the snake terrifies me, even though it's only like, I don't know how like, long it is. Like but three it's, feet, maybe? It, I don't think it's that long, but it's maybe, you know, the diameter or maybe like a little bigger than a quarter. A quarter? Okay. Like a, I don't know. I don't know if that's right because I don't touch it. It's icky. I only look at it from a distance. Oh, well, yeah. I don't think I could take a caliber to it, Jeremy. Holy, oh my goodness. But we were supposed to do this podcast last week, Jeremy, this live stream. That's right. And it was something about a cat that you, you said it was going to yeah, be a good well, story or a bad story. So. Well, it's so far, it's a good story. Thank goodness. I was, okay. I was terrified. She's a little tubby in the middle. She's very skinny, but she's tubby exactly where if you Google for x-rays of a pregnant cat, that's the area that's bigger. Right. And she started acting weird. And I was like, Chris is out of town for another week. I'm going to have to deliver kittens. And I started Googling, like, what do you do if there's kittens? Like, you, you watch TV, Jeremy. You know, they say, there's going to be a baby. Boil some water and get me the towels. And I don't know what you, I don't know what you have to do. I have three children, so, you know. Well, most of this kitten stuff is real easy, except I read, like, what to do when your cat is going to have kittens. But then there was a section at the bottom that said when to call the vet. The delivered kitten, the baby, is like halfway out and you tug on it and the mother cat is in pain when that happens. You need to call the vet. And I'm like, I'm going to have to tug on baby kittens that are like yucky and gross. And mm. I was, oh man, I was freaking out last week, Jeremy. But <laughs> thankfully she went into heat. Which okay. we, I mean, we have her scheduled to be spayed, but it now we can't have her spayed yet until she's, It's this is a whole ordeal. But thank goodness, because if she's in heat, I don't think she's pregnant. I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a veterinarian, so but... Uh... I'm not either, but some of the symptoms of being in heat correspond with things that happen during the middle of pregnancy. Some of the... So, so when this was first starting, it was like, these things, these also happen when they're pregnant. And I was terrified. But I think everything's going to be okay. okay. I don't have well, to be a mother. I don't have to be a midwife. I'm... Oh, I was so scared, Jeremy. <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, that's nice. So you got a you got one cat, one cat, and just one cat. One cat, and that's, one that's cat, good. and she's still a kitten. She's not fully grown. We don't think yet. The vet didn't. The vet didn't seem to think she. This is her full size yet. Okay, so you think? Um, what do you think the chances of somebody coming and you know the owner finding, or you think it's been just abandoned? I think it's completely abandoned. She. I'm not supposed to say she. it anymore, because we know she's a she. We checked. Okay. Well, that's good Good to know, I guess. <laughs> well, I'd feel bad. I'd love to return her to the owner if... I mean, I'd feel terrible stealing someone's cat. But I hope the owner's not listening to the podcast, because I'll be sad if you take Trudy away. That'll be a bummer. Yeah, well, you know, it's... Uh, you never know. Stranger things have happened, I guess. Our listener happens to be in Alex's neighborhood and lost a cat eight weeks ago. Nice new cat. Looks looks very nice. Well, thank you, Jeremy. I thought she'd be hanging out more while we were... But she was hanging out before the show, and now she's busy. I don't know if the <laughs> mic is picking her up, but I could hear her. Yeah, I can hear a little bit of uh, of kitty kitty noises. So I, I'm, I'm slightly, slightly allergic to cats, so I probably won't have a cat anytime soon. But That's a good plan, know. Jeremy. 
Thank you, Pat. I guess that's for me. Um, if that's the end of your cat story, I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh, you sure. Off there. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know what you've been up to, but he Jeremy refused to tell me until we started the live stream. My wife and I went to the Keys, Key West, and that was uh, that was a whole lot of fun. Um, just kind of relaxed, did a little, went on a boat, did some swimming, whatever. It wasn't wasn't like we were there to dive, which is that's kind of the thing to go do there, but just kind of to relax. Um, one thing that was kind of neat, we found a guy that made um, bent sculptures out of uh, like bent wire. I think it was called, I think he, I think he goes by the wire company. I, I can't remember the guy's name, but, you know, I talked to him quite a bit and, and how to make a couple, make a couple things for us. And um, now, what do you mean by bent wire? So like actually like a circuit like, board? No, like not a circuit board, like actually like wire, um, like brass wire or something. So we take these and take like a tool and just like bend it, bend it, bend it. And he could do pretty much like anything you asked for. I think we asked him to like do our names or something or like, you know, keys, whatever, 20, whatever year it is, 2023. Anyway, just anything you want. He could just like bend it on, like, I don't want to say on command because it's not like I'm, you know, not like I'm commanding him to do something. But, you know, it's, um, he, but he it's was a very, service you pay for. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he took like donations, which, you know, we, so yeah, he paid for it pretty much. So he was saying he had a mechanical engineering degree and, I guess he didn't um, didn't like the stress of it, so he started doing you know doing that like a street performer basically, and eventually m- made his way to Key West from I think okay. the Northeast. He was also talking about he talking about negotiating to do it on a uh, cruise line, which which sounds kind of interesting because it's almost like you know what he was saying. He's kind of like in between a magician and a uh, craftsman. You know, it, it's an inter- interesting thing, and uh, had no idea that people did that, but I guess. Yeah, I guess people do. I mean, you see, like, you go on a cruise, they've got a, a band or something. I don't know, I don't know yeah. how they hire those those people, but I guess I guess they do. Probably so, with money. Probably they with probably money. negotiate with cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we did we did that. That was uh, it was a fun trip, and you know, it's a fantastic drive down there because you go all all, all over these. Um, I think they call it the overseas highway. Although although to be honest, it is a bit of a long drive from here. I mean, I think it takes you know, seven or eight hours and it's in the same state. Although te- yeah. Pat, you're, you live in Texas, which I think could take, you know, that's a massive state. So yeah, take- I think the long road east to west is like pretty much a full 24 hours of, of driving. I've never wow. done it. I've always stopped here at Dallas and not gone any farther. That's amazing. But you know what? I used to drive here from Pennsylvania. The state I hated driving through was Tennessee. Oh yeah. yeah it's- Cause it's so long. It's so long. It's two time zones wide. It's, and you never, I always miss the sign that says you're leaving the other time zone. So I never know what time it is. I, we stopped at a Cracker Barrel once and I said to the waitress, I said, what time zone is this? And she was like, I don't know what a time zone is. That's what <laughs> and she I said. And I've been driving all night. I wasn't smart enough to just ask her, well, ma'am, what time is it? That would yeah, be all I needed to that's know. That's true. But that's all you really It took me. To I didn't realize that till we left. I was hungry and tired. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And then the weekend after that, we actually went to a family reunion that was in uh, Atlanta, which isn't really where I'm from exactly. But long story, wow. but it was in Atlanta. We went to, did a little rafting on Chattahoochee, which wasn't like whitewater rafting. It was very much like slow slow water rafting was and this in the last few weeks yeah so uh i guess two weekends ago we were in atlanta um so that was 
yeah, it was pretty fun. It was good, good so time. So you did the opposite of what my wife did. Chris flew, uh, she spent two weeks visiting her family in Georgia. She just got back a few days ago. She flew to, she flew into Atlanta and drove to, to her brother's house. But then they drove down to Florida to a beach somewhere that I don't know where it was and spent a week there. Okay. She really, she only took a week off of work. She worked from home from her brother's house for a week. And okay. Was it Destin by any chance? I don't know that name. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe not. So That's... Maybe not. I don't well, know. If well, she was here, she went to a dentist appointment or I would yell out the door and find out. <laughs> well, good for her. It's good, good to take care of your teeth and cavities and such. So It's important. Do you, did you drive to Atlanta? We did. So we did. We what did what highway do you take to get up to Atlanta? Took, uh, let's see, 75, then 85 to get to Atlanta from, from where, I, where I live. So when I lived in Georgia, we weren't far from 75. Yeah, it's. Um, that, it doesn't mean anything to our audience. I'm sorry, audience, but I'm just uh, connected with Jeremy a little bit more closely there. Yeah, you know, I didn't stop this time, but the time before when he drove to South Carolina, actually, we stopped at a uh, place called Bucky's. I, I guess you've heard of this, right, Pat? I've heard of Bucky's. I don't know if I've ever seen one. It's a, it's an amazing place. It's like, it's like I, I started doing the calculations in my head about it. I'm like, one of these stores is like a like a convenience store, like a rest stop sort of thing. They have to be making, you know, not profit, but but revenue. Probably hundred. Just one of them has to be hundreds of millions of dollars a year because they're they're wow. getting people in and out of there like maybe one car every ten seconds. It's amazing. That's amazing. Just, they have, you know, let's just say, fifty, maybe a hundred gas pumps, and then all this food and you know souvenirs inside. And it's it's like, I don't know. It's it's the most most amazing. It's it's amazing for what it is. I mean, it's, they're it's, supposed to be all over the place here in Texas. Yeah, maybe it's a Texas thing. I don't really know. There's one in Georgia, and that was it was fine. But yeah, I when I do big long uh, road trips like that, I always stop at all the big rest stops. Like, what are they? Flying J, Loves. Yeah, something I guess else. So. There's a third one, but I don't know. I've never stopped at. Bu- there was never a Bucky's on my route that I used to drive. I thought was interesting. What was interesting about that is they didn't have any sort of like benches or anything. They didn't have because they had like quite a bit of food inside and pretty good food mm-hmm. and fairly expensive, but you know it was good quality. Interesting. Um, but but they didn't have anywhere to like sit and eat. It was just pretty much like I think you were encouraged to get there and leave <laughs> leave as soon as yeah. possible. As soon as you like could. those uncomfortable seats they used to have at McDonald's because they didn't want you to sit around hanging out. Now I'm going to date myself because I'm going to say I don't want you sitting around hanging out smoking. <laughs> But now it'd be using the free Wi-Fi, I imagine. Yeah, that's right. But well, you know, there was a transition where you know I, I lived in South Carolina, and there was there were smoking sections in the restaurant. I remember going to, yeah. to Florida and say, "Oh yeah, I'd like no smoking, please." And they, you know, like, well, we don't have smoking sections here. Which yeah, is, which is nice. That being said, that's what we've been up to, you know, just generally speaking. But I uh, I do hear you have some projects you've been working on, or at least one one big thing. Is that is that correct, Pat? Well, I've been monkeying with 3D printing again lately here. Just, yeah, I've been using a Prusa Mark III for three years now. But they've been selling this printer, this company Sovol, S-O-V-O-L, from... Okay. They're a Chinese manufacturer. 
they've made they've been doing a good job making a reputation for themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of Chinese 3D printer manufacturers, and they're all different degrees of generally not great. I mean, you get what you pay for. You're you're paying less, but you get what you pay for. But this new pr new, it's not new anymore, but the Soval SVO6 is essentially I don't want to say it's a clone of the Prusa Mark III, but if you look at them side by side, you can tell it's heavily inspired and has all of the same exact... All the good features about the Prusa are part of that Soval. And all my friends have been asking me which 3D printer to buy. I keep telling them, you should look at this SVO6. And then I saw that you could get them refurbished. They show up every week or two. You could get them refurbished for $169 ship. Wow. Well, I said, you got, I got to get one to try, right? Sure. Yeah, and it's fantastic. It You literally, you send the same G-code to it as the Prusa. I didn't change any of my settings, no slicer setting changes. I just started printing on it, and it it just works, and it's amazing. Really? Because I've got an yeah. Ender 3, which which works pretty well, though, as you know, I had some, some issues with it, likely because of some filament looking back at it. But, you know, I wonder... It'd be kind of nice to have two printers, and for one sixty nine, yeah, that's not that's bad. That's what I said, and I got one. And now they have a mine's the the one that's a little over two hundred millimeters square, the original okay. one that's one hundred sixty nine. They have the SVO six plus that one of our friends in Discord and my neighbor have both bought an SVO six plus, and that's a three hundred millimeter by okay. three hundred millimeter print. But otherwise, it's pretty identical. And they've been having good luck. That's about a hundred bucks extra to get the huge, okay, the huge bet on the SVO six. But I mean, but, if it was me, I've got an Ender with three hundred by three hundred bet, so you might as well get. You the don't need another small big one. Yeah, you're absolutely hmm. right. I'm tempted. I've been thinking about selling my Prusa. I checked on eBay; they're selling for a little over five hundred bucks plus eighty dollars shipping. Like completed listings are at that. And I could put an SVO6 Plus here for 300 bucks. It's it's good enough that you would think about just trading in your Prusa? I mean, like... Yeah, absolutely. Really? Now, yep. Now, I've been trolling around on the forums, and a, a lot of people have... You know, their customer support is terrible. If somebody gets a printer with a bad part, you're right. going to be lucky to get a response. But... This $169 refurb printer is very equivalent to the $1,100 Prusa that I bought. Right? There's, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's tough to do such a direct comparison because I paid the extra for the fully assembled Prusa. And, I mean, it's you lifted this. It comes in a huge box. You lift it out of the box and you hit print and it just works. The Soval's in about three pieces, you know, because it's folded down to pack flat. You have to put the vert. Yeah. But you don't. But it's not like the Prusa kit that's like $300 cheaper than my Prusa, where it's a box full of 300 parts that you have to, you know, fully attach every piece to every other piece. It's a, it's much closer to the fully assembled Prusa is kind well, of what, what I'm what are you implying. What are your thoughts about it re being refurbished, though? Do you think that's just as good or what's well, the Well, you got to wonder uh, why are people sending them back, right? And right. mine, I had some trouble loading... The, the problem I had with my... I had trouble loading filament. You know, I really had to jam it in there, and there was some white filament already in the extruder. I'm betting that whoever returned mine couldn't figure out how to get filament loaded. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I that's, think that's that's probably true. There's probably a lot of people that just don't know what they're doing and aren't willing to experiment and probably send them back. There are yep. certainly, but then there are probably other people that, you know, are a little more advanced that probably send things back too for a little bit more probably, legitimate reasons, yeah. I would guess. Well, well, supposedly they check them to make sure that they're okay. And it's a, only, I don't want to say only, I think you you save forty percent on their refurbished printers. So I paid one sixty nine, and I think the the price is uh, what are you doing, Trudy? Come here. The price of a brand new SVO six is about two fifty, two fifty or two sixty. So it's not it's not expensive new either. It's a pretty good right. value. So about about like a like a like an Ender Ender three new roughly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, now, now I had, seems like I had heard something about uh, Prusa maybe changing what they were going to do as far as their open source and their new, some of their new stuff. And I, I got the impression that might be direct, directly related to some of the clones, including perhaps the Soval. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, there are actual literal clones of the Prusa Mark III up on uh, AliExpress. Like right. they look I, I, absolutely identical. There's nothing different about them. The Soval, it's the same motion. You know, it's li- you know, like your Ender 3 uses the V-wheels on the okay. the extrusions. The SVO6 uses uh, the same, what are they, the smooth rods with the linear bearings like the Prusas okay. do. And it uses the induction probe for bed leveling just like the Prusa. And, but the Soval, all the design files are open source. You could download, you could 3D print every part on here you i think there's a the schematics for their pcb i believe are part of that and all the software it's all open source okay so they've so they've they've done things in a fairly uh upright manner is what you're yeah what you're saying. i th- pretty much yeah okay i would say so so and well that's interesting unlike the person the person is all 3d printed parts the soval everything is a beautiful injection molded part Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, as much as, as much as we love 3D printed stuff, I mean, you know, there's something to be said for, for not, not 3D printed stuff. Too. There is. And I know we're not going into every detail about this, but I've written, there's a bunch of words on my blog about this thing and about what I've been doing. I've been, I upgraded the firmware to use something called input shaping. And I'm okay. printing benchies in 24 minutes instead of an hour and a half. Really, and they come out very clean. That's a, that's amazing. I wish I knew where to reach for one, but I can't. <laughs> I can't see one here. Well, cool. So, so I guess bottom bottom line, you got a new printer. When when did you get this new the Soval? When did you get that? Let's say let's say two months ago. Two months ago, and after working with it, you think it's almost, if not just as good as a Prusa? Is that yep? Is that accurate? it is loud. And your loud. Ender Three is probably equally as loud. But, yeah, well, I've got it in the garage, so you know yeah. that's. I can the Prusa. I'm touching it with my hand right here. You can't see it, but it's right here. I could right. run this Prusa, and you would probably hardly ever notice on the podcast. That's how quiet this can be. But okay. the Soval, you turn it on, it's like running a vacuum cleaner in here almost. I mean, not okay. quite that bad, but it's. You can hear all these fans just. They put all these nice, expensive ejection molded parts on there, but they used all the cheapest, loudest fans. 
Well, so, Vendor 3, to its credit, I think it is fairly, um, I think it's got like some sort of, sort of quiet drive board on it or something. Yeah, this this does too. I mean, the motion is reasonably quiet. It's the fan. The you know, there's, there's two fans on the hot end and the fan on the power supply between those. That's the... I mean, so I'm complaining ma- about this because I know the Prusa is almost dead silent. Well, if, if you wanted to, you could change that around if, if you were so inclined. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, so cool. So if you were starting over from zero, you would buy a Sol- Soval or maybe, maybe two, maybe two. Yep. I used to, or- I used to make the joke, Jeremy, that, uh, you know, if I crashed my drone into the lake, what would I replace it with? You know, that's a very, but I can't crash a 3d printer. Right. But I if could. I, if I dropped both of these 3d printers into a lake, I would order a Soval tonight. Okay. okay. For sure. And um, if they, if that was, let's say the Prusa and that was the same price, who would you buy? Oh, I'd buy the Prusa for the same price for sure. Okay. It's worth it's worth it to be a little bit quieter and a little bit, yeah, no, no, a little makes, bit easier. And, that makes sense. You know, Joseph Prusa's company has fantastic customer service. They have good quality checking. You know, I don't. Although I've been watching the Soval subreddit, and when I first bought this printer, there were a lot of people complaining about, you know, getting bad components in their boxes. And that's kind of died out. That's not happening anymore. Nice. Well, that's, that's good. So I good hope maybe they've improved something. Nice. Maybe it was just growing pains. We don't know. But it's well, tough to beat $169, Jeremy. That's really the. For sure. Um,. Yeah, I mean, kind of, uh, I guess, to segue a little bit, I've, I've been working on a project myself. And um, w- one thing about it, you know, I'm hoping to make this a fairly developed project. And one thing that's been a real challenge is actually making a, a case. You know, I can 3D print it and get it pretty good. And, but really, I was thinking, I was like, okay, do I go injection molding or do I get a, um, like, an SLS type printer, printed form from, from China or something? Which, yep. you know, I can get for a reasonable price, although it's probably a whole lot more than injection molding. Um, just, I guess, the well, quality of, like, a, a traditionally printed thing, even if you just print it, Prusa, to me, yep. that doesn't fit in with, like, a, you know, good, good, you know, something you'd expect to get from, from the store. It's although, true. Although I think SLS might. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that, Pat? SLS basically looks injection molded. Okay. Have you looked into inje- how much injection molding costs? Uh, not a whole lot, but you I know, did. I, get I looked. Tooling. I looked very deeply in for. You're looking at for a simple injection molded part. You're looking at five to ten thousand dollars to have a mold made. Wow. You know, how how long ago did you look at, look at this? Oh, six years ago, maybe. Okay. You might be able to do better, but that's where the expense is. You make you pay your five to ten thousand or more if your mold is complicated. You know, the more pieces that have to go together to to make your shape, the more expensive it is. But then every part you poop out of that mold is pennies, like two or three cents. So right. you you just have to make so if you have a ten thousand dollar mold and you make ten thousand dollar parts, it's a buck each. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, that's that's not bad. It's um I mean, it's but a real... you have to get to the ten thousand. Is the <laughs> well, that, that's that's the question. I mean, you know what I'm what I'm thinking about. It's like okay, maybe maybe I could sell sell ten thousand of them. Yeah, or I probably won't. But you know, do I want to make that? Do I want to make that? Well, investment? and you're committed to that. Probably mold, not. Right. 
You That's can't, true. Like you, we talked about Soval has injection molded pieces and Prusa has 3D printed pieces. When Prusa's halfway through a model year and they say, we need this to be a little different, they just change it and they right. print the new part. You don't get to iterate on the injection mold. Yeah, that is nice. I mean, I guess I guess you know what you you know what you got, and other people do. So that's kind of maybe there's some benefit to that, but not. not do like I know what you're making a part for? Am I guessing correctly? So yeah, what so I'm making. You don't a have part. to tell me because I have another suggestion. Okay. Have well, you looked into please. aluminum? No. There are all sorts of custom aluminum enclosures, but they're not actually custom. Like there are sizes available. Okay. And if you're if you're within those parameters, like if if your thing is close to an existing, you know, square chunk of extrusion that they right. make, then you just have to make a lid and a bottom to put on that. Yeah, they have right. like a square ring. Is that a thing? Like a square ring with rounded edges, just an aluminum with little mounting screws, and you could buy those. I don't know what sizes they're available in. I don't know if they're available in anything close to the size you're looking for. Okay. But you might well, yeah. be able to just buy them. And then you just say, oh, well, my lid, it was going to be 3.2 by 4.2 inches. Now it needs to be 4.5 by 3.5, and I can get an enclosure for a buck. And okay. Well, well now, did um, do you see somebody uh, somebody comment on Discord about what we're talking about? Did you, did you see that? Are you uh, Oh, maybe I, well, maybe. But Actually, he seems you'll... to have the same some simple similar suggestion to you, um, our friend our friend Cu. He says another idea is extruded aluminum prototype case off the usual China supply store. So yes. that's kind of what you were talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I did um, not see that on Discord. That's, that's pretty funny. He also notes that they are aluminum, but they come in plenty of colors, and they are yeah. fairly cheap for small scale. So it seems to me, seems to me, he's exactly agreeing with you. Except yeah. he, he does note that um, the colors, different colors, that's pretty pretty neat. Yeah, they're um, anodized. So I'm hmm. sure you oh. can get them anodized whatever color you want. I guess my consensus so far was to make something uh, 3D printed with um, with an SLS process. And then I was thinking, because I'm going to have to have, have uh, threads in it, what I was thinking of what I'll do is make a uh, hex-shaped impression in it. Impression? And basically put a um, a standoff through both sides so I can make screws through the top and the bottom. Yes. Oh, I saw that. Well, no, I saw you doing it with pins. I saw header pin. I'm sorry. Yeah, I saw yeah, the yeah. wrong thing. Well, I was. Um, that was my initial idea, and I don't think I'm going to have two boards at this point. I'm thinking I'm just going to have one board. But yep. um, what my problem with it is, if you do a 3D printing and you have a 3D printed um, SLS like case for it. Well, if you want to put screws on the top and the bottom, you can do that. But my thought is, after a couple of cycles screwing and unscrewing in plastic, you're 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 going to wear those out. Yep. But you know, you put a you put a standoff in the whole thing with threads on the top and the bottom. All of a sudden, your problems are solved. Yeah, or you I, could I do think. heat set inserts are fantastic. You could. That's a that's an idea too. I mean, I think that would take a little more labor, as far as um, you know, putting yep. it together. But it's a good excuse to get one, build one of those uh, soldering iron on a drill press looking doodads that I've always yeah. wanted to have. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Yeah, there's always ways to always ways to automate stuff or make stuff a uh, little little better, I guess. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was a 
lots of lots of ways to do that. But I guess um, I guess the other big challenge with this with this part that I'm I'm looking at, it's going to be, you know, I won't say exactly what it is, but it's kind of related to my macro pad that I did earlier. It's going to be a circuit board, and instead of using a dev board like I did before, what I will do is actually make what I'm what I'm looking at doing is using RP twenty forty. It's initially going to be a Pico, but now I'm thinking what I'm going to do is actually make my own quote unquote dev board for the whole thing. So I've got to have you design the circuit, make it with a um, with a crystal, um, and various other things like that. So there's like it's like a whole new whole new challenge as far as like learning electronics. It's like yeah, you know, you, bl- you blink an Arduino and that's pretty cool. But then like you get into the hardware design, and I think designing your own dev board is kind of like the hello world of of that world. I, I could be wrong yeah. about that. Well, and that's not really a dev board anymore, Jeremy. You are taking the dev board and you are integrating it into your project, like you're eventually always supposed to. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess that is the point. I mean, maybe, maybe I've never got to that point, and maybe a lot of people don't. I mean, you can certainly integrate like a Pico into your design, and that's what I was thinking before. But yep. you know, if you just use the chip, use the components, use the USB, et cetera, et cetera, that gives you a whole lot more design freedom. And potentially you could save quite a bit of money too. We did this with one of our Uber Lights boards, the first one. We have we have our own serial USB chip, we have our own charge circuitry, and we have but we have a spot on there to put an ESP well it was an A two six six at the time because the thirty twos weren't popular yet. But you know, you just but that's a that's almost like cheating because the ESP boards it's still a module. It's a board with three chips on it and an antenna and a it's a little more yeah, but it's the same idea. We were just interfacing with that board. Yeah, somebody suggested that I use an ESP, but it um it just doesn't have the number of um GPIO pins that I need for the for the application. Yep. So, you know, it's uh man, I guess I guess what I am gonna do though, you you say um it's it's not a dev board. It's it's a, kind of the evolution of that. But kind of what I'm gonna do is instead of making this product straight off, what I'm gonna do is kind of like make a test dev board of it that doesn't necessarily have all the functionality I want, but does a lot of this stuff. And I can just kind of prove out my design and some of the concepts that I'm, that I'm working on. That's what I'm hoping to do. And I figure I'll, I'll catch a few mistakes and then, you know, working with dev boards to actually integrating your own custom dev board or custom circuit setup into something that seems like a big jump. It seems like the right step in between is to make your, your viable, board test board to test out a few things and then kind of make that jump obviously you could make the whole jump if you want to but i don't know i just feel like there's so much so much to it i I think it's a good thing to well and it's going to put you into a new position where you can execute ideas you couldn't have executed you know a month ago i mean i think about you know if i do this project and get it successfully done you know i can you know even my um you know i think my jc pro macro too that i made with a uh at mega but, pro micro board you know yeah. i could perhaps do that with a uh a bear bear at mega like bear yeah, chip or even chip. even use a uh raspberry pi 2040 or something i mean it's, it's yeah it's interesting all the possibilities it opens up yeah it's also interesting how how deep this world goes you know it's like i've been learning about this for years i mean you might even say decades i, I guess but it's like you know there's always that next step to to get to and it's like you just feel I don't know about you, Pat, but I always feel like I'm like, wow, I'm such a beginner at everything. But somewhere in my mind, I know I've been learning about this for a long time. And this is not, even though it seems like 
Well, I just know the basics. You know, well, I didn't the, know these basics. The well of knowledge here is very deep, Jeremy. You don't ha you don't always have to dig all that deep before you become an expert. Instead of I being guess a that's beginner, true. I wouldn't. I wouldn't you, consider you, myself. You know an how much deeper you can go. You could see it down there, but there's a lot behind you there already. Is, that's true. It's like. Uh, you know, I think about this project. I think was it uh, was it Newton that invented invented calculus to, yes. to figure out. Yeah, and he wasn't even really trying to invent calculus. He was trying to figure out a solution to a certain problem. Right? Am yeah. I getting yeah, my history well, correct the, here? The gravity equations needed. You know, you couldn't do that the the acceleration math without calculus. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I guess there's some um, precedent to that. Not that I'm invented, inventing calculus. It's more like I'm. Learning, learning stuff that people have already invented. Yeah, but you're going to reinvent things other people have invented, and that's fine. That's a great way to learn. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I learned. Uh, I didn't have to learn. I didn't have to invent calculus to pass uh, pass college, but I had to I had to re reinvent <laughs> it in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of what I'm. I've been working on. You know, new new project that I hope help I can hope I can talk about a little bit more soon. But it's. I hope so too. I'm excited about it. It looks neat. Oh, I can't say it looks neat. I did not see your project, Jeremy. I think that's general enough. I mean, it could be a, could be a, could be a spaceship, or it could be a ping pong paddle. Yeah. Oh, know. and I know your target market. You should be looking at wood for a case. Okay. You know, walnut or something. Yeah, I've thought about that, but just the the idea of like making that at scale seems like seems tough. Yeah, you because know, you'd be CNCing it for most likely. Yeah. Well, then, then again, I mean, you know, if I hire somebody to do it and then charge, uh, charge appropriately, then yeah, you know, well, it it carries a premium. You know, something that's made out of something that's three D printed versus something that's injection to something that's injection molded. That's a small price premium to an end user to me. But going right. from plastic to wood elevates the product up to a. Uh, oh, that's true. You know, up to a new price point potentially. Yeah. Well, the question is, you know, the other question in, in my mind is, it's like, well, I do this. Do I have one, just one model or do I have like, you know, a certain premium price point? So, you know, like a car might have a you know, premium sound system or a hundred other yeah. things. But at the same time, that that complicates things. So, you know, well, there's just the premium so many things car things about. are kind of going away. Not exactly, oh, really? but well, you remember you used to have to buy you have to pay extra for power windows and now all cars just come with power windows because it was too expensive to put manual ones in some of the cars yeah well There's don't you a, have to pay more for a manual transmission these days if you can even get one I, the you know, automatic transmissions are getting up to 10 and 12 gears so they can't compete anymore with a a manual just can't you can't match yeah. the efficiency of having twice as I mean, you could. I guess you could have 12. I mean, can you imagine yeah, you'd have I to mean, go into the passenger seat to hit uh, the next six gears? Yeah, but no, that's true, though. I mean, if you're shifting 12 times, that's that's quite, yeah. quite a problem. And you always land in the right gear for cruising at whatever speed you're at. It's all automatic. All the stuff that I enjoyed about cars is all going away. You know, a Electric cars are more powerful than anything we could ever make out of gasoline ever again, and they're getting cheap, and they're getting. I know getting it's, boring. it's it's so it's so sad, but it's it's not it is sad and it's not. It's like yeah, 
like you know my uh, my neighbor he, he took me for a ride and he's like oh yeah you, you know take a ride in my tesla i'm like okay that's cool and he pops it up to like 70 miles an hour like at no you know in an instant yeah. but the thing is it, it it didn't feel like it there was no engine noise it was just kind of yeah i don't know it was less less exciting it puts you I back in your seat just a little bit a little bit more than we ever could before i mean i mean when i used to have a fast car you know like a un, getting a 0 to 60 in under 5 seconds was pretty fast Right. Oh yeah. Right. And now sure. we get we're getting down to two. We're getting under three. And well, you know, my my mini my minivan, our family's minivan has, I think, well over two hundred horsepower, and that's just just as normal. But, you know, you yeah. think about twenty years ago, a two hundred horsepower car was was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting how that works. And cars have gotten heavier. Did you see? I don't want to. I don't want to go too far into this tangent, but I'm terrified. The new, the new Hummer, is not the electric Hummer is nine thousand pounds, and could do a That's... zero to sixty in under four seconds. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, the, That's that seems kind of dangerous to be honest. Yeah, the article that I read talked about it in relation to the Toyota Corolla that's around three thousand pounds. Okay. And I don't know if it said this, but this is the way this works because of because of Sir Isaac Newton. Right. That new 9,000-pound Hummer traveling at 30 miles an hour has as much potential energy as a kinetic energy at that point. It has as much kinetic energy as a Toyota Corolla going 90 miles an hour down the highway. Hmm. I mean, both of them, if I'm on my wheel, either of those hits me and I'm absorbed. I'm the one moving. You know, I'm the, I'm, they're the immovable object. They're both heavy enough for that. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly. Just thinking about the physics of it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, what, it's force weight equals times mass times speed. Mass times speed. Time, times? But it's velocity yeah. is squared, right? Glitching no, I here, don't think or... it's squared. It's not, no. Where? I wish I was prepared for this, Jeremy. Well, I was Because my brain I, can't I, see the equation. They're going to revoke my mechanical engineering. They are. Pretty soon. They are. But it's, it's terrifying. Yes, it is terrifying. <laughs> and as a pedestrian yeah. on a wheel... That you know that that square front end of the Hummer is very scary, versus the Corolla where I would land on the hood and I would fall over instead of just right. immediately pancaking. I'm, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not grumpy about it. I just. Okay. It's it's different. It's it was already heavy. Now it's very well, heavy. It's very heavy. I mean, I guess if you're a pedestrian though, car is already a lot heavier than. than you. Yeah, none of it's good. Yeah, but some of the it, little Japanese cars have the equivalent of an airbag on the hood. I remember hmm. people complaining that the Nissan GTR, if you got in a tiny little wreck, it would pop these little springs on the hood so that there was something to absorb the impact of somebody tipping over on your hood. It's not an airbag. It's springs and... Right. I, I feel like that's a very specific thing, though. It's like, how many pedestrians are they planning to, to run over with this car? Well... I don't have I don't I don't have any of the data, Jeremy. But I've been paying attention to it ever since I started riding a wheel and trying to decide if I should ever be on the road. And right. you know the pede- I don't I don't have the data. I don't have a link. I don't have a source. But my understanding is that the pedestrians getting hit the the ratio of you know injuries versus death 
has leaned way towards death as cars have been getting bigger, as we've been getting more SUV happy here in the U.S. Huh. But I don't quote me on that. I don't know if that's, I don't know the relate. I, I was not, I didn't study for this test is kind of what I'm uh, saying. Okay. Well, let me, let me just put out, point out another little thing here, Pat. Sure. It's, in, in in another another ten years, every car is going to be an SUV. Not because not because they're all SUVs like Ford Broncos. It's because they're calling like I think they call the new Mustang an SUV. They calling it's, it's tall. It's, yeah, I guess so. It's but to me that's it's a station like a, wagon. Yeah, but it's a, well, a station wagon is still as short as a car. The new Mustang is taller. It's not as tall as our little baby SUV. I mean, we have a little SUV, a little Kia Sportage. It's basically a car that's just a little, a little Ooh, higher. Yeah. My wife is yeah. short. She can see out a lot better. She can't see over the steering wheel in a, in a Corolla. She's okay down here somewhere. <laughs> you know, I bought a um, an a- Acura TL many years ago. Bought it used in um, or you know, my wife and I and and <laughs> you know the guys like, oh yeah, my wife's. My wife's too small for this, or I don't remember, girlfriend, wife, whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. That's kind of that seems like a kind of strange story. This is a small car, but then I mm-hmm. met her, and she was quite she was quite small. Yeah. So Chris sits on a know. pillow. We have a pillow that she puts on the driver's seat that she really? just put on the seat to drive to the dentist an okay. hour ago. Well, she can put the she can put the pillow on her face on her jaw when it's hurting later right we tried to teach her to drive my miata but if she got down low enough to be able to push the clutch in all the way she couldn't see over the steering wheel wow well how how tall is she she's uh four foot eleven and a half okay she likes to round that to five feet but i'm not gonna let her today yeah well i think you round up for the half half yeah well you can't if you can't reach the clutch it's four foot eleven and a half if you could reach the clutch i'd give you the extra half inch (laughs) That's a t- the Miata's a tiny car, Jeremy. It's very small. Are you planning on going electric? Not anytime for soon. A car? Uh, maybe. No. I would, you know, like we talked about with the 3D printers, Jeremy. If we totaled the car today. Oh, don't say that. She, what if it happens? But if we total the car today, I would shop for something electric tomorrow. You know, if the prices certain. were the same, I would. If the prices in the used market were the same, I would think about electric because I think there's yep. a lot of there's a lot of advantages. There's some disadvantages too, but I just don't feel like I could. I, I don't know. It's it's a hard, it's it's a hard question to answer. And on, a, I guess, I feel like the state of automobiles is in a, in a bit of a flux now. So what yeah. I'm what I'm planning to do is keep our two existing vehicles running for the next for a while and then see what happens you know what i mean well i haven't looked recently but i know used car prices have been way up way way up well they were last year and i didn't hear that they came back down like i'm terrified like i know how how cheap our little hundred thousand mile kia that we drive 40 miles a month i know how cheap it was and i know that it's not that cheap anymore hmm well, you know, I guess one one vote for the electric vehicle. My um, so I saw my my cousin, you know, last last weekend because you know had her family reunion, kind of tying that back to earlier, and he has yep. a um, he had like a first generation uh, Tesla S Model S, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking to him, and he says, "Yeah, you know, I bought it used, whatever." And apparently, the battery still had, 
you know, still like something like 90% efficient still. My 90% yeah. of the original charge. Can but... I reference a conversation I had last week at a restaurant and say that my friend is correct? Can we use you him? May. Can I cite him as a source? You my may. friend Mike told me that he looked at the data and I guess after like five or 600,000 miles, you still have, you should still have more than 80% of your range in yeah. a... I, I, I was I was shocked about how anyway I was I was pleasantly surprised at how well they apparently hold up over you know a decade or whatever. Yep. So the bummer is that there aren't enough models of electric car that have been on sale for sale long enough to get them down to my price range that I want to pay for a forty right. mile a month car. Like I don't want to pay thirty thousand dollars to drive forty miles a month. It doesn't. No, it I doesn't feel. That. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we're getting yeah. there. I I googled one day and I said upcoming electric cars and like car and driver had a list of 30 or 40 that are coming out over the next 12 to 24 months. Mm -hmm. And every manufacturer has a car in every size and range you could ever want. You know, planned for upcoming. So in 5 years I'll be able to buy one. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I'll be able to buy one that I would want, right? That's the trouble. Like, I don't need a 4,400-mile range Tesla to go 40 right. miles a month. I don't I don't need to pay extra for all that battery. Right. Right. Well, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. It's a, you know, we're in a time of transition, I think, as far as automobiles go, um, which could be, hopefully it'll be good. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um well, Pat, I, you know, I guess uh, you're sure now it looks like we didn't have any callers in today. Is that, is that correct? Oh, Just I hope sure. so, Jeremy. It, oh, it, uh, we didn't because I know that the notification would pop up right over your face. Okay. Well, that's, so I that's good and bad. Um, but we did have some, uh, some nice, uh, nice comments from CU. Oh, he also notes that there are wood plastic composites, composites that are injection multiple. So that's oh, one thing to think about, too. Um, so, you know, thanks. And I missed, we had two, two, uh, messages in the live chat on YouTube. Okay. And I put that way over here where I can't see it. Uh, my neighbor, Richard, who has a Soval SVO six plus over across right. the street here, he told us there is a Bucky's in Anna, Texas, which is about 20 minutes North of here. Okay. Well, that's the highway. It's good to know. And our friend James. That's uh, Twisted Grim in Discord. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He just said, he just said, hiya. Hiya. So, hiya. Yeah. Was it? Yes. Yes. H-I-Y-A exclamation point. So it's. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, I'm a, I'm red belt in Taekwondo, actually. I don't Are think they say really? hiya. I am. Or, you know. Well, that's exciting. You know, third grade, third grade Jeremy was a red belt. Whether oh. I, uh, whether I can claim that. <laughs> At this point or not, I don't know, but I do know how to count to like four or so and and say thank you in broken Korean. Nice. So you know that's fantastic. Yeah, although I don't I don't even want to say it because I think I I butcher the uh, butcher what I think it's supposed yeah. to be. I want to start mentioning something, Jeremy, that I sure. realized when you were talking about what CU Dian said and all this fun stuff here. During our coffee breaks, we should make sure we call out the Discord server. We should. So, uh, yeah. But we can call that out now, also. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and do that. Maybe we'll uh, wrap up a little bit, and we'll start that out by uh, calling 
calling out the Discord server, as you yeah. said. Yeah. Jeremy, we have a Discord server. Really? Can we you tell yeah. us about that? Well, Discord is a chat uh, service. It has voice chat, but we never use the voice chat. The video game people use the voice chat. But it's like little text chat rooms. with this. There's a space in there for network and server stuff. We have a space in there for 3D printing and CNC. We have a space in there for just, you know, farting around and talking like me and Jeremy are. And a lot of the stuff that we've talked about on the show today, we've been talking about on the Discord server, and it's open to everyone. Is Do you yeah. feel like we're inviting, Jeremy? Are we friendly? I don't know. We are... Well, we're inviting now, so come to it. We are. The Butter what, it's the Butter What Discord server. I'm never quite it sure is. how you're supposed to get into it, though, because you have well, to have Well, I an can invite, tell right? you, there's. I have a redirect to make it easy for somebody to say this with words right out of your mouth. If you go to your web browser and you type in butterwhat.com slash discord, it will redirect you straight to the Butter What Discord server. Okay. And Discord and that, has you, you an app for your phone. It has an app on your computer. You can use the website. They make it real easy to get in there. Okay. And it doesn't awesome. cost anything. So, so butterwhat.com slash Discord. That's yes. all you have to do. Okay. That's all you have awesome. to do. Well, uh, well, yeah, that sounds good. And great. we would like and to hear from you. You could come in. You can ask us questions, tell us things. You can tell us we're doing a bad job. You can like us on YouTube. We don't know. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that being said, uh, Pat, uh, anything else you want to tell us about, or you want to tell us how where we can find you? Well, I, I want mean, to tell you. What? Can I can I tell you something you that can. we missed in the coffee break? Would have been a good time for me to say this. Our friend Maker Mike Sizer has doing been been doing a fantastic job with his YouTube shorts lately. Okay. Have you seen any of these? You know, I, well, if I'm you have it, don't I... say no. But I'll tell. He's doing little instructional videos, like explaining. You know, what kind of hardwoods are good for different things? Little, you know, they're little 60 second about a topic. Videos. Oh, that's great. And how to, like, different wood finishes, like why you might use one or another, and huh. all kinds of little woodworking and whatnot stuff, and about different species of wood. It's fantastic. Well, that sounds and great. He, he narrates them so well. He has a great voice for this. It's fantastic. Well, I, I definitely need to check that out. So that's, that you sounds. You should. That sounds great. So yeah, it's, it's Maker Mike Sizer, one of our uh, one of our one of our top five favorite. He's in the t- he's in the top five or six of our favorite Patreons, I think. It's true, uh, patrons, Jeremy. We're patrons. supposed to say patrons. Patrons, we say patrons. So, uh, so yeah, do check do check him out. <laughs> I better get a sign uh, that says "Say Patrons" so I could hold it up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we we like we like him. So uh, yeah, Mike is a good dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else? Any, where, where can we find you? I guess on uh, butterwhat.com slash You can Discord. find me. Or just butterwhat.com. Okay. And um, you can find me at patshead.com. Patshead.com. Where there's also That's a link great. to Discord in there. Yeah, this nice. isn't just our... Yeah, I feel dumb here. This isn't just our Create and Vent Discord. Where it's for the Create and Vent part. It's for our YouTube channels. It's for our websites and... It's not just right. us. It's a few of us. That is correct. So, but yeah, you can find us there. And, um, you know, as, as for me, you can find me on uh, there as well. You can find me on um, at Twitter. I'm at Jeremy S. Cook. And then on YouTube, I'm just at Jeremy Cook. And you know what? On Discord, 
they said I had to have like a regular name, so I actually was able to get at Jeremy Cook there. So oh, nice. That's kind of neat, I guess. Yeah, and they so. just did that thing where everybody has a real global name now. So you are for real now. I am everywhere. Real Jeremy Cook. Jeremy Cook. That's fantastic. Except for Twitter, where I have an S, which is fine. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, Pat sounds like the lawn. Uh, sounds like the lawn people are about to start up here. So well, probably a good time loud. to end it. Well, that sounds good to me, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, oh, you can. Uh, you can say James says you can say hi yo, and you can also hi, yo. say hi when you are greeting someone. Yeah, or but don't uh, chop them. Don't chop them. Or in the you face. know, in Hawaii, isn't it? If you say mahalo, it's hello and goodbye. Or is that oh, is that, is that right? That? I thought it was aloha. Aloha. Yeah, yeah, mahalo is something else. Do you know who says hi ya? Miss Piggy from the Muppets. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, classic. Now, is it? I heard, you know, since since we're at the end, we'll go on out the tangent here. Was it true that Miss Piggy was based on the character, the lady that was in Mash, like the blonde lady that was like a nurse or doctor? Oh, or I don't care if it's true. I'm gonna say yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! And the it timing is right for that too. Yeah, I guess it is. She, I mean, oh, she does have goodness. little. She does look. I mean. It's not not to not to insult her. She's a good-looking lady, but she does look a bit like uh, Miss Piggy. Yeah. Which... Well, they're both they both have blonde hair. Jeremy. They both have. I. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How do you not insult somebody and say they look like Miss Piggy? Yeah. I guess well, I don't know. Not... Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that's a YouTube short right there. Somehow that is going to become yeah. a YouTube short. Yeah, maybe maybe so. So yeah, we've been doing a few shorts here too. So or just just yep. one actually. We've done one, but we'll do more this week. I'll be yeah. Jeremy's going to make me back. edit this on my birthday tomorrow. That's your birthday. Well, that's great. It Pat. is. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, and, uh, Jeremy! And today is my uncle's birthday. Okay, happy birthday to Uncle Uncle Regan. No, wrong side of the fan, but it's okay. He he doesn't watch the show. I don't think he <laughs> he doesn't do the internet. I don't think. Yeah. The, that's okay. Some people, you know, some people don't. It's true. Maybe, maybe he does the ARPANET. Wow. Well, that now you're making him sound really old. I don't know. I don't know. He did. <laughs> I'm crying uh, here, Jeremy. My eyes are I'm laughing too much. Oh, well, it's tears of joy. Then that's fine with me. I'll and, take uh, it. See you says hi. Okay. So that's good. Mahalo is thank you. Okay, and it's also Mahalo is actually, believe it or not, that's the first first place I worked as a writer. They paid me, and Hackaday.com paid me as Mahalo. So oh. that's uh, you know, Jeremy. I was going to say when you started that sentence, I thought Aloha is goodbye and hello. I thought you were going to explain that Mahalo is thank you and something I'm not allowed to say on your podcast. You told me don't say that <laughs> word, so I'm. <laughs> We'll, we'll leave that up to your imagination, what Pat yeah. meant by that. So, you know, on, the, on, that, on that note, I think, uh, I think we can, we can say, sign uh, off. We can, say, we can say aloha, right? Aloha. Aloha. Aloha and mahalo to you. And haya. And I can't find the stop button. Here it is. I, it was off my screen. I have to stop all the places here, Jeremy.